You've probably heard it all before, but this time, let Dr. Lanker connect the dots in a way that makes the Christian faith come alive. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Lanker, and I'm here to help you connect the dots. As a pastor and professor for the last 30 years, I want to help you not only understand the Christian faith, but to make it a transformative part of your everyday experience. Join me as we connect the dots. Well, we've spent quite a bit of time talking about salvation. It's a good thing because it is such a great concept. It it absolutely changes everything. And it changes a lot more for us in our actual experience when we begin to take these different concepts and to be able to put them into action and understand the implications of all of this theology. And so I just want to kind of hit on that again and bring that to conclusion before we move on to some of the other uh, topics that we're going to need to talk about in order to understand this great, good gospel. One of the first implications that jumps out, and there's so many more than what I'm going to talk about today, but these are just the ones that come to the top of my mind. We're turning to God and his finished work for any problem or brokenness that we may encounter. That's what salvation is. It's this acknowledgement that he has done it all. There is no problem from the smallest thing to how do you help your toddler understand that they need to go to bed to the biggest problems of racism. Jesus has solved it all already. His death on the cross was the solution. It's the way into all of righteousness making its way into all of our world and our experience. And when we enter into the problems that are going to be everywhere, and it does not lead us to turn to him, to enter into prayer and to say, God, we need your wisdom, to ask for just grace so that forgiveness can be applied in this situation or so that we can go ahead and be able to have the resources to help somebody. He has everything we need for life and for godliness. He's paid the price. It's it's all in his bank account. And that is such a huge benefit. At the same time, when we hear that, if, if it doesn't kind of just tweak a little bit in, of something in us that goes, wait, like I can't fix anything? then you're not understanding the scope of the gospel. And the scope of the gospel, when it gets down to it, is no. No, you cannot fix anything. All of our righteousness is like filthy rags. It is just, it's inadequate. And and that's what created this problem in the first place, is that we thought we could be like God, and we have a world to show for it. He's asking us to just from the smallest to the greatest things rely on his strength, his wisdom, his grace, and that is where salvation comes from. When we begin to live into that kind of solving of the world's problems that God alone can offer, personally, it is applied to us in a way that allows us to live completely free from guilt and shame. That there is no mistake you have ever made, there's no mistake you're ever going to make that he can't fix. On the other side, we're able to live with a peace in our lives that, that just, it allows us to just be free 
we can never mess up anything so badly he can't step in and deliver us or anybody else from it or heal the situation. I, I see so many of the people that I work with that, that just get themselves tied in knots about making the right decision because their whole lives depend upon it. No, our whole lives depend upon him. And, and if he can do anything, that if you're trying to do what he's asked you to do, he'll fix it. If you take the wrong path, if, if, if you don't put in the right effort, if you have some of the wrong answers, he will make it right as long as we turn to him in that process. And so it just really is a freeing thing to live a life of salvation. It, we don't have to make it. We don't have to make it what it needs to be. Instead, and this is one of the next implications, we are being offered the opportunity to work with him, not for him, to work with him through his grace and obedience to see great salvation all around us. God did not save you by his great grace and mercy to go ahead and just open up the doors, bring you home, give you everything you need, and then say, have at it. It's all on your shoulders now. No, he said, I will never leave you or forsake you. We're going to walk this journey together. You're my child. I have my arm around you. You you will never be outside of my sphere of influence. And and so let's just do this work together. And so he's going to grace us. He's he's going to give us lots of gifts. And those gifts, just like any gift we would receive from anybody or anything, most often gifts are made to be used. They, they help us accomplish something, a, a new mixer, a, a new uh, television, a, a new set of shoes. They, they're just not given to us so that we can sit them on a shelf and go, wow, those are really, really cool. No, they're made to do work. They can be really hard work like running. They can be relaxing work like watching a documentary. But they're graced. They're a gift to us so that we can work and do something that is needed. That's what God's grace is for. I love the quote. It requires as much grace to live the Christian life as it does to enter it. And if we do not understand that concept of grace and faith, because faith without works is not faith. It, it, it's dead. It's useless. And so God is not asking us to do anything except to use the gifts he's given us to bring him glory and honor and to make things right in our lives and in the lives around us. And, and we're going to see throughout our lifetimes that there's a lot of need, and, and you're his child. This is one of the other great things about what we've learned about justification. As his child, you get to come before the throne of the God of this universe and just say, hey, some help, please? Jesus says in, in uh, his Sermon on the Mount, you know what? Just keep at you. You keep seeking. You keep knocking. You, you keep asking the Father for good things. He'll give it to you. Even bad parents do this. How much more your good, great father who is in heaven? 
And so we can come to him for our needs. We, we can see one of my favorite things is to walk through grocery stores and to, to see just the older people who just look like they're so lonely. I give them a smile, a hello, but oftentimes I'll, I'll just pray and I'll say, God, let their, their grandson just call them today. Just have an old friend send them a message that they remember them, that they care about them. I see moms that are just they're about to pull their hair out with these crazy kids. And like, how are they going to make it through one day, one more day? I have no idea who this person is. And I just say, God, they need some deliverance. They need to be set free from these hands that are just clinging to them and just saying more, more, more. And they need to just be filled with grace. Whether they know you or not, just pour out goodness. You pour out your rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Give this lady a free soda. Go ahead and and just give her just a wonderful smile or a big hug from somebody. And, And this is the salvation God's called us into is is that we get to walk through our world longing and desiring to pass on this great goodness that has been passed on to us, something we don't deserve. And, And these simple obediences, these simple obediences have a huge impact. And we have to believe that if if our simple disobediences have had such a universal impact that that everything has now been brought to this place of just brokenness and destruction by eating from a simple tree. I mean, it it has flowed itself out. How much greater is God's salvation going to be than our selfishness, our unbelief? And so we just get to use our lives in simple following, in simple, God, whatever you want me to do, I will do it. And when we begin to live these lives that he has called us to, we begin to be just transformed more and more into his image because we're being sanctified to him. We're being drawn to him. And as we're drawn to him, we become his vessels that he gets to pour his goodness into. And because we're such crackpots, Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it just pours out of us. And that pouring out of love, it's more than what you and I got in us. And our friends and our family and other people, they know that. And they have to go, that's not Jason. That That's God. That That's beyond anything that that person could have done. And so as we simply live life with him, his being begins to fill and overflow and press through ours. And it brings him. He is the Savior. So guess what comes through our overflow? His salvation. And we see good things done that we are incapable of knowing that that person needed those words spoken to them today or that care in that way given to them this month. When we get to this place, and this is the last implication that comes to my mind, is we simply get to be who God's called us to be. And and this is just a great great thing. We don't have to be incredible. We get to stop trying to be awesome because 
He's awesome. How many awesomes do we need? Let's just let him be glorified. I love the quote of St. Irenaeus. He says this. He says, the glory of God is a person who's just simply alive. Let me say that again. The glory of God is a person who's just simply alive. Just being who he's made us to be, empowered by his grace, living life with him, asking him to fill and fulfill all of the needs that we see surrounding us, set free from guilt and shame and just being able to know we as a we have a father who has everything we need that we can turn to and that he doesn't hold it over our heads he just releases it and says there you go there we go my child i love you i love you now use what i've given to you to be who i've called you to be if you're a baker <laughs> If you're a teacher, if you're a student, whatever you find yourself being, be that to its fullest. And in that place, God's grace will bring a good, good salvation to places that nobody else can. That's why you're there. And his grace will fill you and work through you to bring redemption to call all mankind back to our good and glorious Father. May salvation for all of us be so much more than words and scriptures and theologies, as good as those are. May it become something we truly believe and live in, and our world and the world of those around us is forever changed. Because God is good, and He has done everything that we need for our salvation. With all of that, I want to turn back again to the question that we started with and we need to keep asking. I haven't asked it in a couple sessions because I I just wanted to kind of focus in on what we were talking about there, but I need to bring it in again. So, can we be saved? Can we be delivered and healed in every single way, for every single part of his creation, both the past, the present, and the future, through simple faith in the grace of God, and not be a disciple? If you enjoyed listening today, please subscribe to our podcast. And if you'd like more information, please visit us at drjasonlanker.com. That's D-R-Jason-L-A-N-K-E-R. May you go in the grace of God, and may you not just understand the Christian faith, but live it more fully this week.